0: hello welcome back to the barefoot books podcast this week we're a story about a cruel stepmother's jealous curse on her husband's children the brave children endure 900 years as swans but what waits for them when they return home after the story go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete tales from old ireland collection along with songs activities coloring sheets and more Tales from Old Ireland, retold by Malachy Doyle and narrated by Maura O'Connell. Mm-hmm. This is the story of the children of Lear. In Ireland long ago there was a king called Lear. He was one of the Tuatha de Danen, a mighty and magical race, and he had a charming wife and four lovely children. Fenula was the eldest, the only girl, and she was as beautiful as sunshine in blossomed branches. A e was like a young eagle in the sky, and Fekra and Khan, the two youngest, were as cheerful as bubbling streams. Everything was as it should be until the queen took sick and died. The king's heart was broken, and the children missed their mother every minute of the day. They missed her games, her songs and stories, and most of all, they missed her love. Lur could see that they were sad, but he didn't know how to help them. He decided to find a new wife as soon as possible, for he could not bear to be alone, and his children needed a mother. And so it was that when he met Aoife, a stranger to those parts, he was struck by her beauty and blind to her evil. For Aoife was a witch, and as soon as she saw how much love the king had for his four children, she hated them. With every bone of her body and every hair of her head, she hated them. Come for a ride in my chariot, dear children, she said one day. And when they arrived at the loneliest place in the province, she ordered the horsemen to kill them. "'I shall not!' cried the man. But Aoife knocked him to the ground and drove on. When they arrived at the great lake, she ordered the children into the water. No sooner had they entered than she struck each one with her rod of enchantment, turning them into four swans. "'For three hundred years you will swim on this lake,' she gloated. "'And then you will fly to the cold Sea of Moyle.' For another three hundred years you will shiver and suffer before you can go to the Sea of Eris for the final three hundred years. You are a wicked woman and my father will punish you, Finola cried. But Aoife only laughed. You must wait until a druid with a shaven crown comes over the seas and you hear the sound of a bell ringing for prayers. Only then will your exile be over, she said. Will you do nothing to lighten our sorrow, pleaded Finola? Surely not even you are so cruel. You shall keep the power of speech and thought, answered the cruel queen, and you will be able to sing more beautifully than the world has ever heard. That is all I shall give you. When the horseman returned to Laird to tell him what had happened, the king flew into a terrible rage. He called for his horse, summoned his men, and rode out to find them. As he passed by the great lake, Fenula and her brothers cried out to him, and deep was his grief when he saw them. "'Come to me, my children,' he said, stroking their feathers. "'I cannot give you back your shapes till the curse is ended, but come home with me, and I shall try to make your lives more bearable.' "'We are unable to leave this lake, father,' said "In "'And anyway, how could we return to the castle?' Our stepmother will be there and it would pain us to the heart to see her again. At that moment, Lyr spotted Aoife hiding behind a rock, laughing slyly. "Begone, you creature of the night, he yelled, conjuring up his own magic. Fierce winds will drive you to the restless places of the earth and you will lose all your beauty. Your punishment will be worse than the one you have put upon my children, for at least theirs will cease after nine hundred years. "'Yours will continue until the end of time.' "'Then he turned Aoife into a demon, "'and with a howl of terror she vanished. "'That night, Lyr and his men stayed by the lake, "'listening to the swans. "'Their songs were more beautiful than the world had ever heard. "'The king made a law that no one in Ireland should kill a swan, "'for fear it might be one of his children. "'He promised a reward to anyone who could break the spell, "'but although many tried,' No one succeeded. So every evening, King Lear would ride out to the great lake to speak to his children and to hear their beautiful songs. The king's heart was sorely broken. First he had lost his beloved queen, and now he had lost his sons and his daughter. Slowly the years passed, and one night he came to the lake to say goodbye, for he knew that he would not last another day. Farewell, my lovely children, he said. My blessings be upon you till the sea loses its salt and the trees forget to bud in springtime. Farewell, Fenula, my blossom, ay, my eagle of the sky, and and Fekra, who brought me gladness always, may you find joy at the end of your troubles. And with that he lay down and died, and the four swans took to the air and circled around him, keening. As time went on, more and more people heard about the swans. They flocked to the great lake, and all who heard their music were cured of their illness, pain or sorrow. When the first three hundred years had passed, long after all the people who had known Lir and his children were gone, Finola told her brothers that the time had come to fly north. Into the air they rose, and far away they flew, and they never rested once till they came to the narrow sea of Moyle, that flows between Ireland and Scotland. A cold, stormy sea it was, and lonely, and there was no one to listen to their singing. They had little heart for song anyway, as the bitter waves tossed them this way and that, dashing them against sharp rocks when they tried to shelter near the shore. The winds from the north lashed their feathers with ice, and in winter snow whirled so densely they could hardly see. In the pale mornings... Finola would gather her brothers under her wings and comfort them. But the three hundred sad and hungry years seemed forever, and even she was in danger of forgetting the songs of their childhood and the days when life was good. When, at last, they could leave the Sea of Moil, Finola said to her brothers, It is time for us to fly once more. We must seek the western sea, the Sea of Eris. First they flew south, and then they flew west, until they came to the island of Inishglora. The wild Atlantic was cold, but summer brought gentle winds and sunshine to warm their aching bones. Finula kept her brother's spirits up by singing the songs of their youth and by reminding A, Fiacre and Khan that the spell was slowly coming to an end and in time they would be free. When the last 300 years had passed, Finola said to her brothers, let us fly to our father's house to see how his people are. They were all day flying, for age and storm had slowed their wings, and at last they came to their old home. When they looked down, they saw no light. They heard no music. The many-coloured house, the white hounds, and the beautiful horses had disappeared. All they found was a mound of grass and nettles. "'Beauty has gone from the earth, brothers,' said Fenula, lamenting. "'We have no home.' All night the children of Lyr lay in the long grass, silent with grief." When they felt the warmth of morning, they rose in the air and flew in wide circles, seeking their people. On the plains where the Tuadidannan had hunted silver-horned stags, all they could see were the dwellings of strangers, tending flocks and sowing corn. Let us return to the Isle of Inishglora, my brothers, said Fenula, for at least we shall have the warm winds of summer on our backs, and in time a bell ringing for prayers will lighten our sorrow. So they returned to the Sea of Eris. And in the shelter of the island, they sang quietly to each other and waited. And one evening, as the sun set, Fenula lifted her head, listening. Yes, there it was again, the clear, sweet ringing of a bell. Surely this is the sound we've been waiting for, she cried. They followed the noise up a grassy path until they came to a small church. An old monk came out, "'and was startled to meet four swans on the doorstep. "'What are you doing here, birds?' he asked, scratching his head. "'We've come to hear your bell,' replied Fenula. "'The monk jumped back, amazed to hear her speak, "'but Fenula told him their story "'and all that their stepmother Aoife had done. "'What a terrible life you've had, poor creatures,' said the monk. "'It was the sound of Patrick's bell you heard. "'He has gone away from here, leaving me to tend his church.' but I know that he would want me to take care of you. The holy man went inside the church and brought out some holy water, which he sprinkled on the swans while he prayed. As soon as the water touched them, their feathers fell away, and Fenula and her brothers were human again. But they were over 900 years old, and so they died. The monk dug a grave and buried them side by side, close to his little church. At last they were together again. King Lear his good wife, and their four children. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.